We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go. from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Well, greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair at the helm behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to His Heart Line. Today is Thursday, November 16th, 2023, and you're listening to episode 635. We'll be doing a reading out of Job 35. And the second half of the show is 10 Benefits of Reading the Bible. All right. And for the daily disclaimer, please be advised that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Journal Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or voice of the national, state, or county assembly. I do not endorse or advocate for violence. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational purposes, unless otherwise references. So there you go. So good morning and good evening if you're on that side of the world, ladies and gentlemen, and good afternoon. And we have um, we have Rietta in the house. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you and your new puppy are doing well and Donnie is doing well. So uh, let's see. She's saying when I looked at the app, it didn't show, but I clicked on the link from Telegram and I got on something is not right. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you said that, Rietta. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad she said this because... Um, I got to tell you, I think, and, and okay, you could call me crazy for thinking this, and that's fine. Um, I've been called and thought of, you know, worse things. Um, but I'm telling you right now, I've said it on my live chat, uh, in or not my live chat, by my His Hardline chat room, which, by the way, um, I do want to let you know if you want to be part of that, as long as I know who you are and you have somebody that can vouch for you, okay, somebody that I trust to a degree, right? Um, send me an email at hisheartline at gmail.com and I'll get you added in the chat because the last, you know, chat room we had on telegram, 
Um, there's obviously people that I don't trust. They were putting a lot of nonsense out, but anyways, but aside from all that back to Podbean, let's just stick to the topic at hand here. Um, Podbean, I swear I'm getting, I'm getting shadow banned because I've been getting a lot of messages from people who have been having a hard time getting on the Podbean app. Um, I, there's actually been some normal regular listeners that I typically see on here on a regular basis that have been saying that they've been having a hard time with Podbean. And I've been trying to, you know, get people to get on, you know, sending an invite link, even not just on Podbean, but even invite links on Telegram to allow them to get in the His Hardline chat room. I've sent uh, certain people the link, you know, different links over and over again. And people are just having a hard time, not sure what's going on. Something is definitely going on. But, you know, here's the other thing, too. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's a reason for it or what, but I think with everything in my being i'm definitely being shadow banned because like i said for almost being on the air two years i'm not expecting to have joe rogan numbers you know in the millions and billions like i don't really expect that i expect whatever god expects because it's his platform but you know when i look at the analytics and i look at the numbers it is kind of astounding to me to see how the growth has stayed stagnant like it'll still keep going up but it doesn't keep going up because typically you got the you know i don't want to say what's the word the law of momentum right the more that people start uh, following this show and the more that people you know subscribe to it and share it and listen to it generally speaking the higher the more numbers that come over um, you get that momentum right it's like that snowball effect and it starts getting bigger and bigger and then that snowball goes you know faster and faster and so you end up getting in a situation where then it becomes you know it starts growing a lot faster than when you first started the platform but for some reason even people who typically listen to this show on a regular basis like my mom had this some time ago uh there's been a n countless amount of mem uh, people who come and listen to this show live that have said i'm having issues with my pod being even destry a little bit he had some issues once upon a time getting on and listening live. So there's something going on. And furthermore, when I go and look at my analytics on the back end, there used to be an area that said unknown locations. So whenever I wanted to see who is downloading the show from what countries, it gives me a list of countries. Well, at the very bottom of that list, it'll say unknown location or something to that effect. Well, that number has stayed the same for the longest time now because ever since i don't know if they updated their app or what but they do not track people with vpns it seems like so if i got people listening in other countries because i would get people that listen in other countries a lot more uh, or you know that unknown location and for some reason that's shut off like i can't see who you know the unknown number of downloads from undisclosed or unknown locations i, I don't know what's going on I don't know if Podbean is compromised. I don't know if somebody's trying to mess with me, but whatever the case is, we're going to keep pressing forward. Um, but remember, you can always go to hishardline.com because there is a link that I have over there that says post. And generally speaking, it's like blog post. But if there is a relevant message that I'm going to be putting up that I need to put up because for whatever reason, if I get like shadow banned, or, you know, banned like permanently over here, always go to the His Hardline website and go to the post. Okay, the post link will always have updates um and generally speaking it'll look significantly different from all the other posts so it stands out so you know what you need to go and look for okay i will always make it stick out like a sore thumb all right so it's not like finding a needle in a haystack so anyways just wanted to put that out there but uh yeah just keep that in mind folks i don't know what's going on like i said i've had a lot of people having a lot of issues trying to listen live on this podcast so again 
Are they trying to do things? And who's they? I don't know. Could be the good guys trying to just, you know, say, hey, shut up for a minute. You're kind of talking about things that we don't need you to right now. Or it could be, you know, people with malicious intent. I don't know. I really don't know. And I probably will never know. So, but anyways, but I do want to thank you for joining us on today's podcast. Now, roughly 70% of you who listen to this podcast have yet to subscribe to this channel. Now, my request to you is this. If you find extreme value in what I offer and, and take away solid information as well as positive messages from this podcast, hit that subscribe button, would you? Share this show with your friends and your family and your colleagues, um, even your enemies. Seriously, um, our mission here if you haven't figured it out in the last 20, 21 months is to spread God's word first and foremost, right? Help people ask Jesus to be in their heart while addressing significant topics along the way that's related to family and true American history and how to restore our Republic of this great nation uh, through the reassembly of states and counties through the general assemblies. Now, we also encourage you to engage with us by leaving comments, right? Subscribe to our social media um, channels and share our content. Um, you can find all these resources on our website at hisheartline.com. And like I said, this is no obligation, but I'm just, I'm, I'm putting this out there anyways. If you choose to support our work and contribute to the growth of the podcast, there is an option for making a gift available on our website. It is through Give, Send, Go, which 10% goes back to Give, Send, Go because they are a Christian uh, platform for donating. I refuse to use uh, what's that forbidden one? Uh, PayPal. I refuse to use them. But listen, again, your gift does not have to be monetary because on that um, on that campaign, there is a section to where you can submit a typed up prayer. And quite frankly, the prayers and shares are more important to me than any worthless fiat dollar, to be quite honest with you. Because uh, like I said, I know God has this platform support. I know God has my back. God provided me with a very good job that makes very good money. And so the, really the money doesn't matter to me, but the prayers and shares do. The prayers and shares do. And if there are good prayers over there, I will read them on the air because I think they're, they, they, they matter. I love prayers. All right. Either way, doesn't matter. I just want to thank you for being part of this community and we look forward to your continued support and prayers. Now, this is going to sound this day. This podcast is not going to be so much on the regular stuff that we typically cover. But then again, what is really what's considered regular? So today's show is obviously called 10 Benefits of Reading the Bible. I really couldn't think of a more catchier title. So that was the best I could come up with because I'm going to be reading something that's from a website that I found. And I hope I sourced it. Holy cow. Hold on. I need to make sure I found it. Uh, let's go to the history. I just want to make sure that I can source it. Okay, I'm going to keep this website up. Okay, good. There it is. Um, and so it's going to sound a little bit, not quite preachy, obviously, but it's going to be obviously very centered around God. It's going to be centered around Jesus and the Bible because, you know, I thought about way back when, uh, at early, what, 2021, May of 2021 was when I started getting the thoughts of starting a podcast. And I never really acted on it until um, late January of 2022. Right. And now here we are. Okay. We're going into 2024. So when February rolls around 2024, it will be exactly two years that we've been on the air. And so I thought I started thinking about all the reasons why I started this podcast. And, you know, for me, it was because I wanted to share with people just exactly how powerful Jesus is 
in the name of Jesus really is because it's transformed my life. It's helped improve my marriage. It has helped me be a better father, a better husband, obviously. It has helped me be more cognizant of my word usage. And granted, even though I'm not perfect with it, I still have some bad, naughty words that still come out. I need to knock that off. I still sometimes um, speak opinions about things that I probably should just keep my mouth shut on. Like, you know, I just need to learn to have a better filter, right? Back to that old saying, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. I'm working very diligently at that. And so anyways, I went back to my original reasons and intentions in why I started this podcast to begin with. Yes, it was also part and parcel to share, you know, things about the assembly and maybe to share some of my life experiences that where people can maybe draw some uh, learning uh, lessons from. So they maybe might not make the same mistakes like I did. Right. But overall, the whole reason for starting this platform is for most strictly for helping people be led to Jesus. Right. And so in my life's journey, I would say that I once believed that acknowledging Jesus, right, and holding faith in God, right, our Heavenly Father, automatically classified me as a Christian, right, and classified me as a good man. Now, many asked if I was a believer, you know, throughout my life, and without hesitation, I would claim, yeah, my belief in Jesus, yeah, of course I believe in Jesus. However, what escaped me was the vital need for a personal relationship with him. See, I didn't know that. See, belief wasn't just enough because even Luciferians believe in Jesus, right? The Satanists believe in Jesus. Well, what do you mean by that, Jason? How how do they believe? Of course they believe. They believe in the power of Jesus. Doesn't mean they follow it. Doesn't mean that they ask Jesus to be in their lives and in their hearts. They want to defeat Jesus. They want to they wanna defeat God because they hate God. Of course they believe in him, but not for good reasons, okay? And so there's a big difference between believing and having a relationship with him. Because again, belief wasn't enough for me and I needed to invite Jesus into my heart. I needed to allow his guidance to permeate, permeate every aspect of my life through my thoughts, through my words, and through my actions, right? And I learned that maintaining an ongoing dialogue with him during both joyous and challenging times is very crucial. See, true transformation and living a righteous life, it doesn't entail perfection. And the lurking enemy often tries to hinder our faith, right? Seeking to trip us up, dampen our belief, and hinder our mission to spread God's word and love. The enemy's always lurking around the corners, right? In the dark corners, just waiting. And spiritual, spiritual attacks often intensify when we earnestly pray for others. As the adversary detests our intercession for those unable to petition on their own behalf. And this is what it means to fight for those who are weak. See, our mission on earth transcends material gains or worldly possessions. And now rather, it's about guiding others towards the profound transformative power of Jesus's love, right? Expanding the kingdom here means standing up for those who can't fight for themselves, leading them to the life-altering love that Jesus embodies. You know, material possessions hold no sway compared to the invaluable significance of sharing a transformative love inherent in Jesus's name. It's about leading others to experience his unparalleled love and power, something beyond, beyond any material wealth or worldly pleasures. And this maintains the core 
of, you know, the message that I'm trying to get across to this morning. So let's get into the reading of Job chapter 35, and then we'll get into uh, the 10 benefits of reading the Bible. So Job chapter 35, starting with verse 1. This is out of the New King James Version, by the way, is what I'm reading from. Now, moreover, Elihu answered and said, do you think this is right? Do you say my righteousness is more than God's? For you say, what advantage will it be to you? What profit shall I have more than if I had sinned? I will answer you and your companions with you. Look to the heavens and see and behold the clouds. They are higher than you. If you sin, what do you accomplish against him? Or if your transgressions are multiplied, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness affects a man such as you, and your righteousness a son of man. Because of the multitude of oppressions, they cry out. They cry out for help because of the army of the mighty. But no one says, where is God, my maker, who gives songs in the night? Who teaches us than the beast of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds of heaven? There they cry out, but he does not answer because of the pride of evil men. Surely God will not listen to empty talk, nor will the Almighty regard it. And although you say you do not see him, you yet justice is before him, and you must wait for him. And now because he has not punished in his anger, nor taken much notice of folly, therefore Job opens his mouth in vain, and he multiplies words without knowledge. And that is the reading of Job chapter 30. Five. Now, Elihu's reflections in the book of Job represents a very profound exploration of the dynamics between uh, the righteousness of man, God's justice, and the enigma of suffering, because it fundamentally challenges the conventional notion that human actions, particularly our perceived righteousness, right, our perceived righteousness, hold more weight than God's will, right? And so at the core of Elihu's discourse lies the questioning of human arrogance and the presumption of superiority over God's righteousness. So basically what he's doing here is he's questioning the belief that man's righteousness could potentially exceed or influence the righteousness of the divine, right? By doing so, he urges a reconsideration of the true nature of human virtue and its correlation to the divine order. Now, Elihu's words prompt introspection regarding the response to suffering and distress. And so what he does here is he points out a paradoxical behavior of humanity, uh, crying out for relief and help in times during hardships, yet keeps failing to actively seek and acknowledge God's presence during such trials. So this invites reflection on whether our pursuit of righteousness and justice is genuinely aligned with seeking a deeper understanding of God's wisdom and justice of merely an attempt to assert our own moral superiority. Now, furthermore, Elihu's uh, narrative challenges the tendencies to measure God's response solely through the lens of immediate consequences. See, he highlights the limitations of man's perception in comprehending God's justice, which might not conform to our expectations or immediate understanding of fairness. Again, this is why the Bible always tells us, do not rely on your own understanding, but on the wisdom of God solely by itself, right? And again, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, we have certain expectations in, you know, in our mind, and we typically, you know, 
sometimes don't want to conform, right? But ultimately, his discourse encourages humility, emphasizing the need to recognize the vast difference between human capabilities and the divine nature. Now, it also calls for a shift in focus from self-righteousness to a deeper connection with God. What was I just talking about earlier? Again, acknowledging his sovereignty and wisdom in the face of suffering and uncertainty. So in essence, what Elihu is basically reflecting on here is reflecting on how, you know, we need to reconsider our perception of righteousness and the limitation of man's understanding in relation to God's justice and the necessity of cultivating a profound connection with God, especially during times of adversity. See, Elihu's emphasis on the significance of man's actions in altering God's nature underscores the limits of man's influence on God's realm. See, if you think you're going to convince God to do something else, you've got another thing coming. Because again, this challenges the notion that our actions and righteousness can somehow manipulate or sway God's will. That's not how that works. You could pray for intercession that maybe something goes a certain way that you would hope, but that doesn't mean you're going to sway God's will. That's just not how that works. And it urges us to have a deeper reflection on the nature of righteousness itself and what it truly means in the context of our relationship with God. So basically, by highlighting the futility of attempting to gain an advantage over God, Elihu encourages, again, introspection into essence of righteousness. Now, additionally, Elihu's observation regarding human behavior is in distress, sheds light on a common tendency. So often when we face, when we face, you know, when we are faced with hardships or challenges, people tend to cry out for relief, but they fail to seek that deeper connection with God. Again, hence one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. I want to help people form that connection with God, form that relationship with Jesus, right? Because the discrepancy between seeking immediate relief and neglecting a spiritual connection highlights a fundamental disconnect in understanding the role of divine guidance and support during times of need. See, People need to realize that this observation calls for a reevaluation of our own approach to distress and adversity. Instead of merely seeking solutions or comfort, comfort in the tangible realm, right? Because I know that's all which we all want. Elihu, in this case, prompts us to turn towards seeking God's presence, seeking God's wisdom, and seeking God's solace. Right. It suggests that genuine relief and understanding often lie not in the resolution of immediate troubles, but in finding solace in a spiritual connection that transcends worldly concerns. Again, stop being friends with the world. None of this crap on this world, on this earth matters, except the love that you have for one another. And more importantly, the love that you have of the one and only true God. So lastly, basically what I want to say here is that in essence, Elihu's insights encourage a shift in perspective from attempting to assert influence over the divine to seeking alignment with God's spiritual, excuse me, with God's principles of righteousness and from crying out in distress to actively seek a deeper connection with God in moments of need. This reframing, I think, invites a more profound understanding of the role of righteousness and the significance of God's presence in navigating life's challenges. Like I said, folks, what, this is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. 
You could say you believe in Jesus and God all day long. What's your relationship with him? How well does, how well do you know Jesus? Now, I'm not going to say how well does Jesus know you because Jesus and God knows you and I very well. He knew us before we were even born. He knew us before we were even formed in the womb. He knew us before anybody had a thought of wanting to have a baby. He knew us a long, long time ago. Now, I'm not going to take a break. Um, I'm just going to keep plugging along here because I'm feeling spunky today, and I just don't feel like taking a 30, 40-second break. So we're just going to dive into the second half of the show, the 10 benefits of reading the Bible. But I want you to stick around. Now, this won't take long to get through this because this is from a website um, called BibleBuyingGuide.com. And there was, because uh, I did a quick, um, you know, internet search on benefits of reading the Bible. I wanted to find more benefits of what you get out of reading the Bible. And I thought this was very important because I read some statistics the other week on another, pre, you know, on a previous show of what the Bible ultimately does for you when you read it four times a week, right? The power of four. But I really wanted to um, find a little bit more than just that, right? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read these 10 benefits of the Bible, but then I have something I'm going to play. My wife found this and I don't know how she found it, um, I wish she was on the air right now because she would absolutely love this, that I'm playing it. But she, there was, it's, it's about eight and a half minutes long, and it's a worship song from a church. I don't know where it's from, but it's on YouTube. But it's called Talking to Jesus. Talking to Jesus. And I'm going to play that at the end of reading this article of the 10 benefits of reading the Bible. It's such a good song. Wow, what a good song. It's such an uplift. Out of Every song that is out there, any Christian song, even my favorite song, Above Jeremy Camp, which is my favorite song, right? Uh, um, a Dead Man Walking, because that encapsulates my life in a nutshell. I mean, just absolute, my favorite song. But this song, this worship song, Talking to Jesus, you have to listen to the words of it. You have to listen to the message. And like I said, it's eight and a half minutes long, but boy, what a fun song this is. What a fun song. And if you want to find it, again, all you have to do is go to YouTube, type in Talking to Jesus, Elevation Worship, I think is, let me see if there's anything that pops up from here. Uh, no, I can't pop up more here because um, I was seeing if I could hover over the title in Podbean that it would give me the whole thing. But wow, what is it? Yes, I will post it on Telegram. You absolutely got it. Yes. And if I forget in the middle, you know, if somehow it doesn't get posted by the afternoon, remind me, Rihanna, send me a text or whatever. But yes, I will post it. What an excellent song. So let's get into the 10 benefits of reading the Bible. So, you know, <clears throat> like I said, ever since I, I kind of, you know, not kind of, ever since I've asked God, hey, I can't do this on my own. I can't fix my life. I'm not in charge. Obviously, when I try to do things my way, things go wrong. And so that was when I decided, okay, you know, I'm going to do it God's way because my way clearly sucks and it's yielding no fruit. And so I started reading the Bible. I started reading the Bible. I submitted my, my life over to God right? It's like that country song. I forgot who sings it, but Jesus take the wheel, right? I was like, Jesus, take the wheel. Just take the wheel because clearly I have no idea where we are driving to. I don't know the destination of which we are going. 
All I know is I'm hitting a ton of road construction. I'm hitting a ton of potholes. I'm destroying my struts. I'm destroying my tires. I'm destroying my suspension. I'm going off-roading when I don't want to. I'm not even equipped to go off-roading. God, take the wheel. I don't know where the heck I'm going. And since I stopped trying to figure it out myself and said, Jesus, take the wheel, literally, Carrie Underwood, thank you, Nancy. But ever since I just kind of, you know, said, all right, Jesus, take the wheel. I don't know where we're going. Ever since I started doing that, wow, the journey he's been taking me on has been amazing. And it's still being, you know, it's still growing to be an amazing journey. So I hope this encourages you. And this is why I read a chapter a day on the air. Okay. And as we get into some chapters that might be really long, because like there are some chapters in Psalms that are like, I don't know, 70, 80 verses. What I might do is in some cases, I might break down chapters, right? I might break down chapters into little sections so we could unpack it a little bit more and see what the actual underlying message is. But I think after I'm done with Job, I want to do the book of James. I think I want to do the book of James, right? I've been reading James lately and wow, I just, I'm getting more insights and more understanding out of that book more than ever. And I love the book of James. What a good book. Rietta was even saying, love James. James is a good book. In fact, the Bible study of the men's group that I, you know, I try to attend on a regular basis. Um, there we're diving into the book of James actually. And so, um, James is so powerful. It has so many good messages. So, um, but reading the Bible is just so important. And that's why I do it right here on the air, because I know a lot of people sometimes don't have time to read. And I understand that just like when it comes to reading our true history, right? When you're in the assembly and reading the fundamental orders of 1638 or reading the constitution or reading, you know, the declaration of independence or reading, you know, the 10 steps to an assembly or whatever, right? There are so many things to read. That's why I try to put it out here on audio format so then you can just plug in your earbuds and drive to work or you know listen on the fly and you can multitask you can multitask and i want to get into more educational pieces i want to kind of stay away from all the nonsense that's kind of going on in the world because look nothing's changing or i shouldn't say nothing's changing obviously everything's changing we're seeing more and more being revealed to us but unless something really significant gets revealed i'm gonna i'm gonna start going down the path of um I think I'm not sure. I'm I'm still kind of praying on this and I'm trying to decide, but I want to go down the maybe start reading bits and pieces out of the, you know, Laws of Nations book, right? Or maybe start reading bits and pieces out of the laws, you know, the the Law of War manual from the Department of Defense or just things like that, common law, right? Um I I want to start getting back into that again. Because I've been kind of, I don't know why it wasn't intentional. I didn't want to shift away from it. I just, I guess I got caught up and, and got shifted away from it. But we need to do more educational pieces because we do need to learn and not really be caught up in the nonsense of the world that really has nothing to do with our spiritual growth or our educational uh, expansion, right? And that's ultimately what I want to do. I want you to, guy, I want you, ladies and gentlemen, to have spiritual growth a deeper connection with God and our, you know, savior Jesus, as well as have an expansion of education. And look, I'm not saying I know it all because I will be learning right there along with you. I'm learning too. So let's get into the 10 benefits of reading the Bible. So the first benefit, and again, this is from uh, biblebuyingguide.com. 
slash 10 dash benefits dash of dash reading dash the dash Bible dash daily. <laughs> but it is, it is on Bible buying God guide.com just so I can plug that in as a reference of where I'm reading this from. But number one, it quickens the mind, the Bible as an educational material, right? So Psalm uh, chapter 119 verses 130 says the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Now the Bible, like any book, right, is a type of educational material. And we learn from it, not only um, from things like Bible trivia, but also principles which are useful for, you know, teaching, rebuking, uh, correcting, and training in righteousness. Second Timothy 3.16 uh, says that when we open and read through the pages of God's words, we connect ourselves to the ultimate source of knowledge and wisdom. That is very true. Now, um, let um, number two, benefit number two, it makes one awesomely abundant. It is the best investment in life. So reading the Bible is the best investment in life. And according to Psalms 1, verses 2 through 3, it says, blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who mediate, me, meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by the, by streams of water and whatever they do prospers. So it continues to say, does God compensate people for reading the Bible? Well, this verse is similar to God's charge to Joshua upon his succession of Moses's leadership. Now, the Lord says that if he keeps everything written in the law, he will succeed and prosper. Well, of course, the act of reading the Bible is not what makes man prosperous, but we are not compensated for reading the Bible. But instead, what makes him prosper is his obedience to what thus saith the Lord. All right. Now, uh, number three, it serves as our guide. See, the Bible is the lamp unto our feet and the light unto our path. Psalm 119, 105. Basically what that means, again, because this undoubtedly, you know, it, it's, you know, it means that it serves as our guide throughout life. And although it, it doesn't explicitly tell us what to choose, it gives us principles to follow to help us in our decision making, whether it's big, small. And so what I want to say is imagine the Bible as God's voice stirring you uh, where, you know, steering you where you want to go, right? He who sees the beginning and the end will never fail you. He will allow you to see great signs and wonders. He will make you get through the fiery furnace of life. He will even part the Red Sea or calm the storm of his children, for his children, as you journey home to the heavenly abode, right? Um, The next one, looks like they misnumbered here. So number four, it changes you. It changes you. It has the power to stir the heart to action. Now, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharpen, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart, and one of the hallmarks of good literature is its ability to stir its viewers' hearts to action. That's right. If the Bible doesn't get you, you know, steering your your life into action, then I don't know what will. But the Bible is a very powerful book because it changes the lives of billions of people from generation to generation. The Bible also says, by beholding, we become changed. 
by beholding, we become changed. Second Corinthians 3.18. Thus, by constant medita- you know, meditation and reflection on God's love letter here to us, we become reflectors of God's love and image, which is a very powerful witness to the people around us. Number five, it equips you for good work. Right? It equips you for good work. It's a missionary's manual of sorts, right? And because the Bible equips us for righteousness as written in two, Second uh, Timothy 3.16, it is uh, in the preceding verse, however, we are charged to present ourselves to God as one approved, all right? A worker does not need to be ashamed in who correctly handles the word of truth. The bare study of the scriptures is enough to make a man equipped for service, and it is a missionary's manual. He who receives a Bible education gets the highest training the world could afford. That's right. It's no wonder they try to eliminate the Bible out of the public school systems and out of the public square. And although the study of sciences and literature and other fields is you know, beneficial to the mind, the Bible is still the best material to prepare a man to work for God's vineyard. Just think about Peter, James, and John. Now, benefit number six, it strengthens the faith, clearly. It's our only safeguard for faith. Now, Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The Bible among, with prayer and ministry, is our only safeguard for faith. That's right. It's your, it's your, it's your shield, as well as your sword. And if the Christian is not rooted in good soil, he will wither and die. Daily Bible study allows us to grow healthy and fruitful. Without daily Bible study, our missions of eternity will grow dim. Remember that we are all afflicted by sin, and without constant you know, reflection on the Word of God, our strength will diminish and our hopes will die. If you hear me hesitate, it's because I'm trying to replace the word meditation with reflection. I don't like the word meditation. Some of you might think there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of the word meditation. It's just not something I like. I just, I prefer reflection, right? Um, number six, benefit number six. It protects you from temptation, right? A biblical life is a life of active Bible study. Psalms 119 verse 11 says, The word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. So the Bible, according to Ephesians, is the sword of the Spirit. And when Jesus was on earth, he was able to defeat Satan's temptations because of God's word. See, Jesus is our number one example. Remember his famous line, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Matthew 4.4 also states, Jesus was our example in all things. His life is our standard. And if we want to live a biblical life, daily Bible study must be our guard. That's right. Number eight, it gives us joy. And um, my wife is just asking here in the chat, would you like coffee, love? I would love some coffee. Thank you. Not in the His Harline mug, though. It's just a regular general coffee mug. Because it seems like when it's in the His Harline metal mug, it stays hot very, 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 it's hard to drink because it's so hot. Please and thank you. I appreciate that. Somebody's listening on the download side like, what in the heck? What? What? My, We're doing this live right now. And so if you're listening to this on the download side, 
my mom in Florida says, I would like coffee too, please. <laughs> we'll just fly our butts on Delta and we'll, we'll get on that. <laughs> Rietta in California. Gosh, where are we, where are we traveling east to west coast? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're listening on the download side, again, we're doing this live. So, you know, we try to have fun over here. Okay. We do things over here that you typically wouldn't hear on normal radio. All right. We just try to have fun. It's, it's good times. All right. Uh, benefit number eight, it gives us joy, right? Because the answer to our lives, it is the answer to our lives and the whys that occur in our lives. Right. So when your words, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. That was Jeremiah 15, 16. The Bible does give us joy. It gives us tremendous joy, joy. And it has the answers to all of our lives, you know, life's whys and how comes. It encourages us when we are down and it satisfies our souls with the abundance of love, joy, and peace. And I believe that there is a God-sized hole in every human heart that he is longing to fill. No material wealth or possession can fill a place that only Jesus can. And I will tell you, that is absolutely correct. Because while I tried filling that hole with two brand new Mustangs and a brand new pickup truck and a life filled of, you know, attention on me when I DJed for eight and a half, nine years, as well as, you know, just doing, you know, just trying to buy toys and DJ equipment and just trying to experience life, you know, nothing was really filling that hole. Well, it's amazing because now I have a life in, believe it or not, I, I have a pretty respectable home. I like my home, right? Um, you know, it's not grandiose or anything like that. It's basically, you know, a cookie cutter type of home, but it's, it's a nice, you know, home. Um, I'm able to afford my wife a nice newer car that she's never had before. Look, I drive a piece of crap that I hit a deer with that's in the body shop right now, but we don't have toys. We don't have jet skis. We don't have four wheelers. We don't have campers. We don't have a cottage on the lake somewhere else. We don't have multiple properties, right? We don't, we don't travel to Tahiti on a yearly basis or the Riviera or whatever, right? Like, but we are super content in our lives because we have Christ centered in our, in our, in our hearts, in our marriage and in our household. Now I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy a four wheeler in my garage. I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy a brand new Toyota Tundra, babe, <clears throat> a nice four door crew cab Toyota Tundra, uh, silver or white, babe, <clears throat> just kidding. Um, <laughs> one day, just not today. Um, doesn't mean I would not enjoy those things, but see to, to, to buy those things or to finance those things even worse yet. Right. Because again, the borrower is slave to the lender to borrow money for things that I think would fill that void in my heart. It's not going to do it because eventually new things end up getting old and it end up, you know, disintegrating and falling apart and the new becomes old. See, there's always going to be new things coming out and you're always going to want, 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 want. You're always going to want more. You're always going to want more if you don't have Jesus in your heart. But now it's like, I got Christ in my heart. I'm perfectly content driving my piece of crap Ford Fusion. That's never probably going to be the same again after this deer strike. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm happy as a, I'm happier than a pig in muck. And so material items will never fill that place where Jesus can. Just keep that in mind, folks, okay? Now, uh, benefit number nine, it sanctifies us, right? The, it's the divine filter. 
God's word. So John 17, 17, <laughs> good number. It says, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Having faith won't change the fact that our conditions are still imperfect. The Bible allows us to have a change of heart. It refines us to be more and more like Jesus. And when we read the scriptures, we become aware of God's holy precepts, laws, and standards. And it leads us to repentance and a desire to live a righteous life. When we humbly receive the reprimands of Scripture, we allow the Spirit's sanctifying power to affect us. Well, Jason, that doesn't sound nice. The reprimands of Scripture. I don't want to read the Bible to be reprimanded. Well, no. Okay, you got to understand. We think we have it right all the time. We think that we know what's best. It's just like a little kid. When a little kid acts on a certain emotion or acts on a certain thing, they think in their little mind, right, their undeveloped mind, they think they know what's best. But then here we are, the parent, reprimanding our children. No, that's not what we're supposed to do. No, we do not hit. No, we do not yell. We respect each other. If you're angry, use your words, but we do not yell, right? We reprimand our children and correct them. Well, that's what the scriptures ultimately do. It allows redirection in our life. That's what it's, that's basically what it's meaning. So just chill out. <laughs> All right. Benefit number 10. See, they worded this wrong. I don't know. They, they, they had number four twice up here. So we're just, I'm just going to keep going. The next benefit. It reminds us of God's wondrous deeds. See, it, it, and it says, um, in, let's see, what is this? Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 8 and 9. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them. And when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Deuteronomy 11, 8 through 9. The history of people in the past gives us strength to carry forward to the unknown future. It is a pleasant and fulfilling uh, to know that this same earth was once the perfect world God created. And it is the world that ex experienced the great flood, the ten plagues, and the parting of the sea. Now, do you know what the common theme is in these events? It's deliverance. Now, daily Bible reading allows us to allows us not to forget how God delivered his children in the past and how he can deliver his children at present and in the future. And then the last benefit to reading the Bible, it leads us to salvation. Again, because it's the way, the truth, and the life which becomes flesh. So James one twenty one. speaking of James, our favorite Bible chapter here, right, or our book, it says that uh, in one twenty one, James one twenty one. therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. The Lord wants to have a personal encounter with us through the scriptures so he can save us. And Jesus said he is the way, he is the truth. And the life. He is the word of God that becomes flesh. And it is only through him that we can have salvation. So it basically concludes by saying, indeed, if we study the Bible and feast on God's word, words daily, we may take advantage of all these 10 things and a lot more. Reading the Bible is a spiritual commitment that yields spiritual and mental, social, emotional, financial, and physical results. And the question is, why ask for snacks when God can give you a full meal? Wow, I like that. 
Munch and Now. Uh, I, I, they might have misspelled here, but anyways. But does this? I hope this article blesses you. Allow your friends and your family to be as equally blessed as you are by sharing this post. Yeah, very, very good post. I absolutely think this is a great post. Now, before we get into the prayer, I want to play this um, song. It's called Talking to Jesus. What a great, powerful song and a message. So sit back. It's about eight and a half minutes long. It is lengthy, but it is worth the listen. You will love it, and this will start your day off perfectly. And yes, I will post this YouTube video um, on the Telegram page or my wife will, one of us will, but give this a listen to, and then we'll end in prayer. Grandma used to pray out loud by in bed every night To me it sounded like mumbling Like she was out of her mind She said, boy, this kind of praying Is what saved my life You ought to try it sometime And now I know she was right She was talking to Jesus she was talking to Jesus And she'd been talking to Jesus For all of her life Mama used to drag me to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights Khaki pants and a polo shirt Boy, I put up a fight she said, son, one day you'll thank me For having God in your life And yeah, I know she was right Yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus Yeah, my mama was right now I'm talking to Jesus Yeah, I love talking to Jesus And I'll be talking to Jesus For the rest of my life What a friend we have in Jesus What a friend we have in Jesus Don't you know What a friend we have in Jesus what a friend we have, what a friend we have in Jesus, what a friend we have in Jesus, what a friend we have in Jesus, oh, I've got three of my own now, trying to raise them upright, my oldest is 15, I remember what that was like Trying to deal with the trauma Trying to figure out the questions in life And I've been looking for a way to show him How to make it all right Then he walks in my room 
Well, I was saying my prayers the other night He said, I'll come back later I can tell you got a lot on your mind I said, it's not an interruption You couldn't have picked a better time Cause I was just talking to Jesus Come over and give it a try we started talking to Jesus. We started talking to Jesus. We started talking to Jesus. Whoa. And now he's talking to Jesus. Thank God he's talking to Jesus. I hope he's talking to Jesus for the Just start talking to Jesus. 